Grace and peace to you, Bloom. Welcome to our guided liturgy podcast for Easter 4. With us, as always, is Taryn and Dulce and Seth. How are y'all? Doing well, thank you. What we do on these podcast episodes is we go through our liturgy of evening prayer, and we reserve some time to discuss and reflect on the scriptures. And We also have been including a demo of a song that has been written within the Bloom community, so we do that as well. So our hope for you as you listen to this podcast is that you would receive and experience the peace of Christ in you, among you, and working through you to bring beauty into this world. Bloom, let's confess our sin together. Like Mary at the empty tomb, we fail to grasp the wonder of your presence. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Like the disciples behind locked doors, we are afraid to be seen as your followers. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Like Thomas in the upper room, we are slow to believe. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. May the Father of all mercies cleanse us from our sin and restore us in his image to the praise and the glory of his name through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. We pray to Jesus, who is present with us to eternity. Jesus, light of the world, bring the light and peace of your gospel to the nations. Jesus, Lord of life, in your mercy, hear us. Jesus, bread of life, give food to the hungry and nourish us all with your word. Jesus, Lord of life, in your mercy, Jesus, our way, our truth, our life. Be with us and all who follow you in the way. Deepen our appreciation of your truth and fill us with your life. Jesus, Lord of life. In your mercy, hear us. Jesus, good shepherd who gave your life for the sheep, recover the straggler, bind up the injured, strengthen the sick, and lead the healthy and strong to new pastures. Jesus, Lord of life. In your mercy, hear us. Jesus, the resurrection and the life, we give you thanks for all who have lived and believed in you. Raise us with them to eternal life. Jesus, Lord of life. In your mercy, hear us. Accept our prayers. Day is breaking, and we 
Sweetest and thy dearest 
Bloom, let's join together now with the church worldwide and say the prayer of the day together. O God, whose Son Jesus is the Good Shepherd of your people, grant that when we hear his voice, we may know him who calls us each by name, and follow where he leads, who, with you and the Holy Spirit, lives and reigns, one God, forever and ever. Amen. A reading from Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures and leads me beside still waters. He revives my soul and guides me along right pathways for his name's sake. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You spread a table before me in the presence of those who trouble me. You have anointed my head with oil, and my cup is running over. Surely your goodness and mercy shall follow me all of the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Glory, Glory to, to the Father, Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, Spirit as, as it was, was in the beginning, beginning is, is now, and, and will be forever. Amen. Hear a reading from the Gospel according to John chapter 10. I tell you the truth. Anyone who sneaks over the wall of a sheepfold rather than going through the gate must surely be a thief and a robber. But the one who enters through the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep recognize his voice and come to him. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. After he has gathered his own flock, he walks ahead of them, and they follow him because they know his voice. They won't follow a stranger. They will run from him because they don't know his voice. Those who heard Jesus use this illustration didn't understand what he meant, so he explained it to them. I tell you the truth, I am the gate for the sheep. All who come before me were thieves and robbers, but the true sheep did not listen to them. Yes, I am the gate. Those who come in through me will be saved. They will come and go freely and will find good pastures. The thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. The Gospel of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God. One thing we do every Sunday when we gather, which we haven't for some time, is we pray the prayer of the day along with the church. And this Sunday... I love that piece that it says, grant that when we hear his voice, we may know him who calls us each by name and follow where he leads. And that right there 
summarizes where the heart of the Bloom leadership has been in the past year of a really simple place and, and not simplistic that we want to boil all of life and faith down into one phrase, but there's a sense of recovering the simplicity of listening to the voice of Christ and just do, doing what he says. That is how we will realize the beauty that Christ wants to bring among us and in us as a community. That's how people are released into living lives that are full of Christ, that we start seeing the works of Christ, the peace of Christ, the healing flow through us all. That if every person is hearing the voice of the shepherd and following the shepherd, and that right there is, is really what it is to be the church. And it's so, it's so simple and it's so freeing that it's not up to us as leadership to build something that would do someone's spiritual life for them, that we're not in the business of providing faith for people. So that's what we've been holding. How do we do community together in a way that every person really is encouraged to hear the voice of the shepherd? that we can be still enough both individually and corporately to hear the, the voice of the shepherd, to start to recognize the voice of Christ and all the ways that Christ speaks to us, that we can recognize that voice and follow those leadings of the spirit and see where that brings us as a community. But it will always bring us into good and beautiful things. I love this verse in this time because we haven't met formally on, on Sundays. We haven't done our quote-unquote church thing. And um, it's been a hard season for everyone. And this is still as true as it was before because the church is the people of God, filled with the Spirit of God, empowered to do the work of God on the earth, listening to the voice of the shepherd. So that has not decreased at all in our community. We don't look forward to when we can pull everyone back to some semblance of center again. We look forward to hearing the voice of the shepherd. So in this passage, in this reading that we have this week in the gospel, you have Jesus coming and and saying to the people, I am the good shepherd. And that was metaphorical. He wasn't talking about, I actually am a shepherd. He's claiming who he is to us. And he's also redeeming a concept that would have been in their minds about what a shepherd is. If you go back to Ezekiel, there's a prophetic judgment against the shepherds of God's people because they had taken positions of of leadership among the people of God, which is to say that they took a position of leadership in which they uh, were, were tasked with drawing people into the reality of God among them, in them, and through them. But what Ezekiel is coming against in those shepherds is that they did it for their own gain many times, that their shepherding was colored with selfishness and 
and a lack of care for those in the flock who were weak and those in the flock who have gotten lost and, and wandered away. And so the prophet is coming against those shepherds saying, you're actually not reflecting the heart of the creator. So Christ incarnate in Jesus walking among the people is fulfilling every and everything that he did. He's fulfilling that role for them. This is actually what a shepherd is to be for God's people. And, and you see it all through his life. You see that there wasn't a day, there wasn't a second that he was selfish. That as, as Paul says, that he, he gave up everything and took on the form of a servant for us. There is no selfishness in his shepherding. And there's also a heart for the ones who were lost and left behind, who were weak, who were sick, who were poor. You see in, in Jesus the embodiment of the creator. You see Christ actually shepherding his people. So he says this to them and they're confused. And then he clarifies it by claiming to be the gate as well which is totally confusing. It doesn't even answer the question they had. Because at first he was saying, the shepherds that have come before me did not reflect the heart of God. Mm -hmm. And so I am the good shepherd. They're confused. And then he says, I'm also the gate. Which to me just says that Christ is all things to us in the, in, in our faith and in, in our journey towards God and knowing God, that Christ is all things. He is the shepherd. He's the one who's with us. He's the one who goes after us, who cares for us, who is speaking to us. But he's also the entrance into the entire experience. Right. He's also the one that holds it all together, who draws us in the first place. So it, it's, it's not confusing as much as it is expansive that we can see Christ in all things, moving and working for our good to draw us into that deep experience of knowing God. And it gives us permission to find him and to listen to him in those places that we may not have otherwise been inclined to go. He is the shepherd. He is the redeeming of those who have gone before him. He is what it looks like to hold and to lead and to guide and to go after a people. And he is the gate, the way by which we come into the whole experience to begin with. And he is so much more. Mm -hmm. He is so much more. But it draws us into a really expansive, truly beautiful experience of Christ. As John says, the one who we have seen, who we have touched, who we have been with, who we've experienced, the one who existed from the beginning. Mm -hmm. He's with us. He's among us. So really, it's a matter now of, of what do we do with that? How do we respond to the shepherd? Mm. How do we, for those of us who have found ourselves in positions of, of shepherding, in whatever that looks like, how are we drawing people into the reality of Christ? And how are we calling people not just to us as, as little shepherds, but to the shepherd, to the good shepherd? You know, the way that we lead people and the way that we listen to people and the way that we walk with people in their journey towards Christ, it matters a great deal how we hold people. 
because we, what we see in Ezekiel and the prophetic challenge and what we see in Christ is that we are to do it in a way that is always drawing people to listen to the voice of the one who knows them, who holds them, who goes after them, who pursues them, the good shepherd. So it's humbling on, on that side. How do we shepherd in a way that we are shepherded? And so are those whom we lead. Well, it's almost a check of like, whose voice are we listening to? For sure. And whose voice are we pointing the fools who are listening to our voice? (laughs) Mm -hmm. But like, I don't know. It is a check on both ends. Like, whose voice am I listening to? And then like, do I care more about my own voice when I'm leading than I do who I'm supposed to be listening to? It is a double check for sure. The passage speaks of an intimacy Mm -hmm. in a relationship, like a Mm -hmm. deep relationship um, and an invitation even um, that feels like that must be one of, those things feel like they must be transferable to to the role of being a little shepherd, as Mm -hmm. you say, that, that they're, in order to be effective and reflect the good shepherd, mm-hmm. that it does require intimacy mm-hmm. and relationship, that investment in somebody else. Um, that is almost a vicious cycle that has to flow out of our intimacy and relationship right. with Christ. That's right. As we draw people into relationship and point them to then the good shepherd. I don't, does that make sense? Oh, totally. Yeah. It was, in fact, you articulated better what I was trying to say. (laughs) So yes. Well, it's, um, a really low goal in, in leadership in the church is that the, the spiritual journey and the outworking of faith of the people would stop at you. Hmm. That you are, the leader, you are the shepherd. And it's such an uninspired view because it should be that we lead in light of the one who leads us all and who draws us all. And everyone can hear that voice. Every single person. Mm-hmm. So there's this weird distortion of leadership and shepherding when, when the voice of the human shepherd becomes too loud mm-hmm. and the rules that they've made and the doctrines they've made become too controlling in the, in the lives of the, of the people. The three of you are some of the most shepherding people I know. And I'm thinking of times right now that I've sat, that I've sat with you and and you have been a guide for me in times that I needed it. So I'm gonna, I just wanna put you on the spot and ask, how do you walk with someone? How do you help guide someone as best you can? It's a holy task to journey with someone into the opening of themselves to the divine. How do you do that in a way too that doesn't lead people to see only you as the shepherd? How do you become, in a sense, the false peak that they see 
the true destination is Christ. Yeah, I mean, I think for me, it's unfortunately having failed a lot of times and realized that realizing mm. that I am not the peak for them. Um, and that's embarrassing <laughs> to say out loud, but it also is the thing that made me start being much more effectively be able to point to who this is really about. Um, and I know I say this a lot, but that included me doing my own work with the good shepherd. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, it, it's, really hard work, but it's a really simple answer for me. (laughs) Yeah. I know for me, I'm drawn to humility, like Mm. in a leader, like the best leaders that I've had in my life have been the ones that are, that are confident in the gifts and abilities that they have that are God given, but are also very humble in the way that they, mm-hmm. um, in the way that they communicate, in the way that they um, conduct themselves, and like there's a vulnerability there that makes you realize that that they're just humans like you are, mm-hmm. you know. And I think some of the examples that have not been that for me have been the hardest to kind of reconcile. Like I, I struggle with leadership of people who mm-hmm. don't, who aren't humble and, for real. you know, um, and so, yeah, so that, that's always been modeled to me in my life with the people that I gravitate towards. And so, um, I hope to model that. I mean, it's kind of a, a weird thing to talk about humility. <laughs> I mean, the prophetic challenge in Ezekiel, was that one of the indictments on the shepherds at that time was you are not thinking of the weak. Mm. Mm -hmm. You're not thinking of the ones who are left behind. Yeah. I mean, that is, that is the heart of a shepherd. So when Jesus comes on the scene and says, I'm not like those who have come before me. Mm. And that's what he's talking about. Yeah. I think we all want that, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think for me, kind of piggybacking off of, of Dulcie's response, um, in my own work, to grow in my experience of recognizing the shepherd's voice mm-hmm. and the, the power of that, the, the transformation of that, um, for me to become, for that to become more and more familiar and for that to become more and more home for me is Mm -hmm. the shepherd's voice in my life. Um, I think that experience being who I am, I, I just want that for other people. Like mm-hmm. I want other people to have that same experience. Yeah. And so it really, it has nothing to do with my voice. My, you know, that my voice doesn't have a role in that besides just sharing that experience or acting out of that experience with other people. My heart is that they would hear the, the good shepherd's voice and recognize that for what it is because once you taste once you hear that and recognize it and have an experience with that um it it is life-changing or there's there's 
a piece of you that wants more of that. You want to return to mm-hmm. that. Um, and so I think for me, it's just wanting for others what I've experienced. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, it, and it has nothing to do with me. <laughs> yeah, you're speaking of the other then. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, yeah, it's this, it's this dynamic where you're calling people into an experience of one mm-hmm. um, that's so much greater mm-hmm. and more beautiful and more expansive than we could have ever imagined. Right. Most of society, I think, is in this master-apprentice dynamic where there's the master teaching the apprentice mm-hmm. all that the master mm-hmm. knows. And the role of the, the master is to teach and the role of the apprentice is to receive. But you can only be as good as the master. There mm-hmm. is no outside source there. And I think, sadly, that's what's happened in evangelicalism is that we see the pastor, the quote-unquote shepherd, mm-hmm. as the master and we're all the apprentice. Right. And we're, we can go as far as that man or that woman has gone. But when you start speaking like the mystics and when you start speaking like the church fathers and, and those in spiritual formation, you start speaking more of the other than. Mm-hmm. But we get on both sides of it in the places that we are serving as spiritual shepherds and guides and in the places that we're receiving it, if we take out the other than, which is Christ, then we've just created this giver, receiver, master, Mm -hmm. apprentice dynamic Mm -hmm. with almost every relationship we encounter, which is really dangerous when that Mm -hmm. starts flooding into friendships and, you know, other relationships as well. Mm -hmm. I think that there's a tendency for pastors to kind of commandeer this language of being a shepherd. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that Jesus was talking about that. I mean, the pastors didn't really exist back then. No, for sure. Right. So I think the application for us is like, it doesn't matter who you are. There's, I feel like there's always going to be someone in our lives that, that we could apply this too like mm-hmm. that we're shepherding that we're you know mentoring even if it's like in a not so explicit way it's really sure. just about helping people right? right yeah and like being there for the for the other than like you're saying um yeah so it's 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 not just for pastors no it's for it's for everyone it's for in, it's about influence and like what you know what do we have mm-hmm. to give that's been given to us that we can give away and it going both ways, we are all in that role of what we're using the term shepherding while always being shepherded mm-hmm. by somebody else in a way. I mean, there are people speaking into us always, leading us hopefully to, to, an intimate, to a deeper intimacy yeah. with Christ. And I hope this passage kind of gives us a, a, a more discerning um, mm-hmm. spirit like um, about what we're listening to and who we're listening to like is are these little mini shepherds that we're you know listening to are they the ones are we, are we hearing from Jesus mm-hmm. you know yeah because in all of it it's the invitation to open ourselves up to the voice of the shepherd right right to see Christ as that model for how do we come alongside those whom we care about mm-hmm. and who we are to are to love and to serve how do we help 
others in that journey of opening themselves up to the voice of the shepherd. Mm-hmm. To turn it all on its head, I'll just say this story that, that I've said before in Bloom. Uh, but uh, it was a time in our church that, that we're going through that was really, really hard. And it was weighing on me massively. And I went uh, to see a mentor and I, I was in his office crying about what do we do and how do we lead? And, and he said, uh, because you're the shepherd, right? And I said, well, I don't know, maybe. I, and he said, he just smiled and said, no, you're not. You are the little dog that nips at the feet <laughs> of the sheep to remind them to fix their gaze on the shepherd, mm-hmm. to follow that. the shepherd. I love that. And that was said to me six years ago. And I don't think anything in leadership has left such an impression on me as that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it guided us through those times. And it guides us still mm-hmm. that all of us really are those little dogs. And we're just trying to remind the sheep, nip at their heels and say, look at the one who is good, mm-hmm. who can lead you, who speaks to you, who will go out and find you when you get yourself lost. It's a really engaging story because it meets us kind of on, on every level that mm-hmm. we can be on. Mm-hmm. You know, from being that place of, of being lost out, outside the, the flock or just or being in the middle of it, trying to hear the voice of Christ or finding ourselves in a place where we're journeying with someone else mm-hmm. to serve them in the way that we can as we see others open themselves to the voice of the shepherd, it really meets us on every level. And it's an inspiring, kind, humble view of, of who we all are and who Christ is to us. He's the shepherd, the good shepherd. He is the gate. Mm-hmm. He is all things to us. Yeah. If we forget that, that he is all things to us or that we could in some way be some of all things to someone mm-hmm. else, mm-hmm. then we've missed it. Yeah. Bloom, if we have our eyes on the shepherd, if we open our ears to him, then we'll start seeing the heart and the works and the grace and the peace of Christ embodied through us in beautiful ways. Gathering our prayers and our praises into one, let us pray as Christ our Savior has taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, you humbled yourself in taking the form of a servant and in obedience died on the cross for our salvation. Give us the mind to follow you and to proclaim you 
as Lord and King, to the glory of God the Father. Amen. And Bloom, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face towards you and bring you peace. And may the peace of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be among you and remain in you always. Go in peace to love and serve Jesus.